Now don't get don't get scared and start turning off your radios, huh? I'm not advertising or trying to sell you anything. If the mouthwash you're using uh, is uh, not the right kind and it tastes sort of like sheep dip, why well, you just have to go right on using it. I can't advise any other kind. So. Welcome to Bacon, Beans, and Limousines. This is a Will Rogers Memorial Museum podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Crumweedy. Guys, and I'm Bart Taylor. Uh, we want to welcome you in to our eighth podcast. We're excited to have you here. We're going to talk about uh, Zach Mulhall a little bit after the uh, World's Fair St. Louis, like we did last episode. Um, we've got a few things to tell you, so sit back, relax, pop those cowboy boots on. See you a bit. Guys, we're glad to have you in here for our oh, eighth man. podcast episode. A baker's eight, as they would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> baker's eight. Well, we're uh, we're really excited about this episode. It's uh, it's one we've worked we've worked on quite a bit, more than usual, actually. Yeah, you won't even know because we're not going to tell you the links that we went to. Yeah, <laughs> it's, we, it's let's funny. Just, let's just say that we recorded it again. Yeah, <laughs> completely over. <laughs> You only hear the finished recording, and both Bart and myself, we're a little... Um... We sound like we're sad. <laughs> like there's just a wave of sadness that entered for some reason. We have very high standards, and we're, you know, very perfectionist when it comes to... Very much perfectionist when it comes to this. Everything and else, not really, but just just this. We, we, <laughs> we worked uh, all day yesterday, decided we didn't really like what we had done, and kind of both agreed we just needed to scrap it and start over so here we are again today hey, good to see you we're back again every day's a new day <laughs> jacob tell them about the uh some of the press we got uh, well yeah excited about that that's something that's something that uh is a good is a good thing that we talked about um we were really uh really pleased by an article that was uh written by pat reader she's our pr lady here at the museum and uh pr pat she wrote a great, great episode about uh, the podcast, uh, Bacon, Beans, and Limousines. Um, also, the educational uh, educational outreach that Bart and I are trying to do here at the museum, trying to reach a new set of people, a new set of uh, folks that we may not necessarily reach every day. Yes, bridging the, the gap. Bridging the, the gap, as she says, yeah. Uh, so it was a really nice thing for her to do. Um, great article, and we really were thankful for her for writing that oh definitely it's nice to get some press went out in several local newspapers uh claremore lagan tulsa wall street journal wall street journal i got i got i won't have to go find that one and so i can put it on my fridge it's in the back page it's (laughs) next to the jc penny ads yeah (laughs) well anyway we were really really uh grateful to her for that it was really nice of her to do oh most definitely uh so how was your week good week um you know we uh Finishing up school, um, doing a little research for this, working here at the uh, the museum the weekend, and uh, playing some music, and uh, so pretty excited. Pretty yeah. excited. This time of year at the museum, it's kind of uh, I don't want to say slow, but uh, after the holidays, um, people get started back at school, things like that. Things kind of slow down just a bit, but there's some nice weather today. It's beautiful. It's lots like 65 of, degrees out there. Lots of folks around. And we're in the basement. It's nice to see everyone <laughs> back at the museum. So definitely, 
Anyway, this episode, we're going to be chatting about uh, Will Rogers um, and his time after leaving the St. Louis World's Fair. And uh, he did some more work with Zach Mulhall, and we'll talk about that. Uh, really his, that short time between the World's Fair and Vaudeville. So guys, stay tuned. Commercial break coming up. Sit back. We'll be right back. serious. Whether you do your roping out on the range, in Madison Square Garden, or on the vaudeville stage, I'm going to tell you some jokes. Why not lasso yourself a cup of Tewedian coffee? It's made from the purest coffee bean by the purest of hearts. Tewedian coffee. Freshly brewed brilliance. Have you tried yourself some coffee today? Tewedian coffee. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> this, uh, as we talked about just a minute ago, this this episode, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, once Will Rogers left the St. Louis World's Fair. Um, and really, as we talked about last week, you know, he was in the World's Fair. He was doing uh, the Wild West show with uh, old Zach Mulhall and... Uh, old Z Mulhall. Um, really, uh, during the summer of 1904, Will was really kind of starting to get a little tired Uh tired with what he was doing there at the fair. Um, he would typically perform on Sundays. Uh, that was when, you know, he would do his big performance. And so the majority of the week, he would really be left to his own devices. And, you know, for a guy like Will Rogers, you know, who was, uh, liked to be doing things, liked he to be active. To be out and about. Yeah. There's no way he want to be bottled up sitting there. Exactly. You know, he, he was really, that really wasn't the, probably best suited for him. And so, Kind of during his downtime, um, while he had all that free time, he was able to kind of develop his routine that he uh, that he did there in the Wild West show, his roping and uh, all of that. He was able to develop that into something that was more appropriate for a stage. Right. Um, so in uh, July of uh, 1904, he was uh, he was able to perform a modified act um, on the uh, Standard Theater stage in St. Louis. Um, that was something that, uh, you know, like I said, he'd been preparing, um, and he kind of worked up to it and was kind of trying to work out the kinks and see how it went. Uh, this was, uh, kind of significant because it was, you know, not only the first time that he was able to perform on this stage and do his, uh, do his act on the stage, but, uh, it was also significant because there was someone in the audience. Oh, who was that? <laughs> well, it was a guy named, uh, John J. Murdoch and he was, uh, he was in St. Louis, uh, for the world's fair. And um, he was actually from Chicago, and he was doing a uh, – he was a uh, vaudeville theater owner, and he was also a promoter, vaudeville shows and things like that. So the, the right guy was sitting the in the right guy was in at the, the right time, yeah. pretty much. And he, uh, he saw Will Rogers perform and was really impressed with what he did and, uh, you know, was – really liked what he saw. Um, you know, when he did his act in vaudeville, it was uh, – it was kind of a dumb act. It wasn't. Uh, there wasn't any talking or anything like that. It was just him doing. His... And that's what vaudeville was looking for: is the the novelties, you know, right. Which would, he would quickly develop. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, this uh, this vaudeville promoter uh, was impressed with what Will was doing, and uh, and so he was uh, interested in trying to get him booked at his theater back in Chicago, and uh, so he was uh, as a result of this kind of chance meeting. Uh, Will was able to um, book himself at the uh, Chicago Opera House uh, in the fall of uh, 1904 uh, for a couple weeks worth of performances. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, 
Will Rogers wasn't really too accustomed to working in this kind of uh, this this way and doing, uh, you know, with the uh, he wasn't really accustomed to the standard procedures for stage work, stage work, and all that. <laughs> yeah. So stage left, um. <laughs> <laughs> and really all the things up, you know, leading up to that because he uh, he had neglected to get any of his publicity information at the theater in Chicago, or he was he didn't confirm any of his booking. Um, or anything uh, there in Chicago. So all the shows that he had booked were canceled because they hadn't heard from him. I mean, they didn't know if he was going to be there. They <laughs> didn't have anything to advertise. So his shows were canceled. So he made a trip to Chicago and got up there and, you know, only to find out that there was nothing to canceled do. Canceled shows. Canceled show. And that's the worst. Uh, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, has that ever happened to you? It has actually a couple of times. Double booking is what oh, they okay. call it. Yeah. And so, you know, um, it's not too not too good when you're counting on that and you have nothing. Get up there know. and you got nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you're like free burger at least. For, yeah. <laughs> you know, even if it's not a burger restaurant. That's right. <laughs> well, the trip to Chicago though, it wasn't a total waste. Um he happened to be when he realized his show wasn't gonna go on, he uh went to a couple other different shows, you know, in the area and in, in the Chicago area. He was standing in line to buy a ticket at the uh Cleveland New Theater in Chicago. And uh, just happened to overhear the uh, the manager uh, say that he was looking for a new act. And how many how many times is that going to happen? Yeah. Hey, I'm looking for a new act. Yeah, and he's <laughs> and you know Will just happens to be standing there in Chicago, not really knowing a soul. And time uh, after time, it worked out. Yeah, you know, he just happened to be a vaudeville performer looking for work, and <laughs> it just kind of fell in his lap. So Will Rogers volunteered himself and. Uh, Actually, Betty Rogers uh, would later say that uh, while he was on stage, this is kind of a funny story. While he was on stage, there was a uh, performing at the Cleveland New Theater. Uh, there was a dog that had kind of escaped um, from, you know, that was supposed to be on a previous or upcoming act. Got a, got a, uh, the dog got away and ran up on stage. And Will Rogers, with really out skipping a beat, lassoed the dog and caught it. And the crowd went wild, you know. <laughs> It was kind of one of those things that it was a, really a, a pretty good success for Dog you know, Roper Will Rogers. Yeah, for his exactly. <laughs> for so for his first vaudeville uh, attempt at vaudeville, it really went pretty well. Um, I mean, if that never worked out, he could do a dog catcher. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So by this point, you know, he hadn't necessarily completely abandoned uh, working, you know, with Zach Mulhall doing more Wild West performances, but. You know, he was really kind of uh, he was familiar with what vaudeville was now at this point, and you know, it was something that he could he could kind of start to uh, he had already tailored his act to to fit the stage, and you know, it was something that he could look forward to and uh, you know, move his act into onto the stage. Definitely, and uh, you know, next episodes when we really get into the bulk of what vaudeville what was, vaudeville was yeah. that'll be a really good one. That'll be a fun episode. I think a lot of people. Think they know what it is, but they have no clue. I don't think they Just really wait do. Just wait till we throw that on you. Yeah. This is, have you ever been uh, over in Tulsa? I think it's called the uh, Spotlight Theater. Yes, isn't that cool? Yeah, definitely. That's, that's very very reminiscent of what uh, vaudeville was. It was more of a that there in Tulsa is more of a variety show sort of thing. But oh uh, yeah, and Tulsa's got tons of those old buildings that would have yeah fit appropriately in that time period. So. Really, really cool. Well, yeah, I think it might be uh, time for another commercial break, real quick. And you then, bet. It's uh, time to unleash Bart Taylor. Okay. Just uh, stick around, guys. Stick around. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Thanks.
All right. I'd say we're back. We're back. Okay. Well, um, I guess it's my turn to tell you what I have to say. So that's how it works here at Bacon Beans Limousines. That's right. Guys, we do appreciate you uh, sticking with us. And we've had lots of great comments over the last couple months. We um, have. Yeah. Since we're on episode eight and it seems like we're about to about 2,300 views so far. And, yeah. Uh, really just, it, it makes us feel good when you guys, uh, Listen, and it makes it feel even better when you comment and email us with some questions. So. Absolutely. And while we're on that point, yeah, feel free uh, to let your friends know about the podcast. You know, if you like what you hear, you know, send uh, send your friends a link on Facebook or email them or whatever. And uh, they don't answer back. I mean, I would just suggest keep sending it every 30 minutes or so <laughs> just to make sure they get the Make answer. sure they have it. <laughs> Well, with that being said, uh, I think it's my turn again. So, um, Jacob was just talking about um, how he he was a was doing his work in Chicago and got noticed, um, kind of moving towards the vaudeville, um, aspiring vaudevillian, as you could say. I was I found some more good information. You go to his book, and he points out that uh, Will's plan, you know, maybe it wasn't to work out the way it had, but it was working out perfectly for him. Right. Uh, you go to brings up the point that um, Betty, you know, looking for a suitor at the time, uh, maybe that Will wasn't the strongest suitor for her at the time period. Cause you know, what was he? He was a prospective uh, aspiring vaudevillian, you know, didn't really have any certain skills, wasn't a professional lawyer, you know, any of the doctor or anything like that. Um, it, so it was kind of neat that, that they eventually get together and yeah. And at this time, weren't they, they had run in, into each other at the World's Fair, and uh, at this point, they're corresponding back and forth quite a bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, Will had his own plans, and uh-huh. so that he was going to do that first. Uh, we all know that uh, they get together eventually down the line. So, <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, just to let you know. I mean, don't read ahead. Please don't. So, um, Will's plan would was a little different. He, uh, after being a success in Chicago and... Uh, getting back from St. Louis, um, he was noticed in St. Louis by the exposition director, David Francis. Um, David Francis actually presented Will with a blue ribbon and uh, first prize blue ribbon for his for his uh, his presentation and his tricks and things like that. Uh, Will loved uh, getting noticed. We all know that um, by now that he was getting more uh, recognition in the papers, the New York Herald, um, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, Oh, the Madison Square Garden. Oh, thing. the, the yeah. incident. Yeah. That'll, yeah. Be, that'll be a fun one. They'll talk about it. But he was getting more, more, no, I guess, just more uh, recognition. Uh-huh. So he wanted to take, go out east, see if he could do the, the vaudeville thing and make it a full time job. Um, in the winter of 1904, 1905, he was about to head out. Clem, actually, his father, you know, uh, had gotten ill. No one else to take care of him. So Will, being the man he is, stays back home works on his tricks, takes care of his father, um, and eventually plans to go out there. Um, that came from the Claremore progress. So, uh, in March, he got an opportunity to, um, hone his skills even more. And this was March, 1905. The, uh, commercial club of Tulsa invited him to join a 10 day rail tour, um, which would be, it would work out to be a Midwest, um, tour advertising, Hey, come live in the Midwest. You know, we're not as boring as it says, (laughs) you know, everyone thinks it is out here. And so it was a it was a tour through Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and Kansas. Uh-huh. Um, they spent about a month on the rails. There was a hundred Tulsans. There was a sixteen piece band 
Obviously, Will Rogers was part of the whole crew, and they would go from town or you know state to state, trying to say, "Hey, we have the culture of Boston, we have the golden grain of Kansas, and the climate of California." Promoting the West, yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure with the the climate of California, unless they're talking about we we can actually get to Northern California's temps yeah. and in Southern Cal in one day. Yeah, in one day. <laughs> you know, I remember seeing this is just an anecdote, but I remember seeing. Uh, a poster in some research I was doing, it was, it was something like this advertising, you know, the, uh, Western States and all that. And I think it was for Oklahoma, Oklahoma territory at the time, but it was, uh, Oklahoma was advertised as being mosquito free. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that you folks from Oklahoma know that is not the case. That is not the case. <laughs> we have bells and big splash. Actually, we don't have bells anymore. Oh, oh no, they're, they've, they've reopened. Uh, Simi. We'll talk about that later, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, sorry about that track off there. Um, so Zach, or I just said, I just called you Zach. <laughs> hey Zach. Well, we're talking about Zach Mulhall. So. Since we're talking about Zach, he's actually not sitting across from me. Yeah. Um, not long after the tour with uh, going to Tulsa, um, we'll have another chance to work with old Z Mulhall, his old buddy, his old pal. And uh, he took the, took this opportunity and um, it was going to be, Zach needed a cowboy troop to go to the New York's, uh, um, basically the horse fair, uh -huh. which would, it was in its second year, used to be called the New York horse show. Traditionally, you know, your usual horse show. Uh, Mohol's purpose was to do sort of a, uh, what you go to calls is a cowboy carnival, a mini act. Yeah. A little spectacle, roping, riding, kind of like uh, just beat your basic Wild West show in a smaller form. Will got invited, like we were talking about. Um, there was an article, as I was speaking about earlier, he was slowly getting more press and more press, uh -huh. and he enjoyed it. And there was an article in the Washington Times that described Will as, um, and this might be the first time that he was described as this, the finest rope man in the world. And that came from St. Louis, working with Mulhall, right. um, you know, making it into a sport and entertainment. You know, he really did that. So basically, they get out to New York City. Um, it is a a nine-act spectacle. They had 13 horses, 18 riders. The whole show lasted over an hour. Um, what they would do, um, besides some of the roping tricks, um, Lucille would do some of her um, rope riding tricks um, to show, you know, hey, I'm as good as the boys. Watch this, you know. And we, we talked about it in the last episode how Will and Lucille got along so well, and they were a pretty good fit there for a while. Uh, as they got to uh, New York, one incident occurred that I, I have to bring up, and it was, there's three different accounts of it. Um, it's the Madison Square oh, Garden yeah. uh, incident. Okay. On the sixth day of this show, you know, we were talking about, um, it ran for eight or nine days. Um, it was an afternoon matinee performance. Lucille, uh, Mohal, Zach's daughter, was about to attempt a, to rope a steer in her act. The animal jumped over the gate. Um, you know, obviously this would freak everybody out. Can you imagine if you were at a rodeo and, and Bushwhacker jumps over the yeah. gate? Uh, you know, yeah. I'm pushing you down first. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically the animal started running up the stairs. We're talking an 800-pound, five-foot span of horns yeah beast of an animal that is dangerous yes and will just like the dog pretty much same scenario different yeah. size animal here. right um 
you know, the the New York world actually reported as women screaming, men shouting, you know, because men, you know, they wouldn't be shouting or screaming, you know, <laughs> made it sound tough, I guess there. The 7th Regiment Band was also providing men, musical entertainment, abandoned their horns. That was the, uh, the in the article as well. So yeah. apparently everybody was losing it. Um, and guess who pops up to save the day? Oh, Will Rogers, our hero. Yeah. It was. It's our, it's our hero, Will. Mr. Will Rogers. Yes, you're right. Um, the front page of the world said, sensationally, it said, uh, and what's weird about the, this is a cool little point, the New York world was owned by Joseph Pulitzer. Pulitzer Prize. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's wow. a newspaper man. Some facts there, guys. That's what I do for you. Um, so it printed in there, it said, reported that the Indian Will Rogers ran up the other stairway, headed off the steer, Roped it, swerved it down the steps back into the ring where it promptly was brought down by the other cowboys. So, da, 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 da. Wow. Uh, Will saves the day. That's pretty cool. Which I thought was funny. And <laughs> you go to also brings up another great point. Um, there was a policeman going up the stairs ahead of Will. You know, like, hey, I've got this, you know. And Will was like, uh, what are you going to do when you catch that? You know, <laughs> so even this time of crisis, he takes the advantage to make a joke yeah <laughs> you know in the 20 30 seconds of uh craziness that happened there so that's funny um what i think is pretty cool and this also says uh something about the times of newspaper reporting is there's a few other accounts um of of the actual event uh it was funny the um new york new york herald described things a little differently it said will rub the steer and it dragged him all the way down the stairs <laughs> it's like come on guys you know yeah give him some credit this is a cool story you know yeah. um to, to sum that little event up will wrote back home to the claremore progress and to his father probably checking him in on him and letting him know how things were going as he usually did right and said uh i made the biggest hit i have ever dreamed of in my roping act finished my good luck by catching the wild steer that went clear up to the uh, the people among the garden, um, so you know he he wanted to make sure he sounded like the good guy there too, regardless <laughs> of what actually happened there. So yeah. I thought that was uh, funny to note that. But um, and uh, you know basically to to sum this up, Jacob, um, this this leads us to Will um, working his way to becoming a full time vaudevillian. Yeah, yeah, and you know by this point after you know the show at Madison Square Garden. Uh, that was kind of the end of the uh, of Rogers and Mulhall's kind of uh, uh, pairing of working together. Mulhall's would continue on and you know do their tour and do continue to do things with the 101 Ranch, for example, Miller Brothers. Uh, but and by this point, Will would stay in New York and you know start his life as a vaudeville right. performer, which is a you know a pretty long and. Uh, you know, really fruitful uh, time in his his life. You know, he by this point, during that time, he gets married. This is when he really becomes a a success. He's traveling all over the country doing his act. So it's a it's a, it'll be interesting. So I I really look forward to doing this uh, next episode. So oh yeah, definitely. Stay tuned. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a three hour episode. Just later, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Don't just take off work. Yeah, just brace for it. Uh, <laughs> brace yourselves. It's gonna be a get yourself uh, ready for the ride. Well, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in and listening to us. This was uh, this was a fun one to do. Yeah, had a lot of good good times. You have anything else, Bart? Anything else you want to talk about? Man, I think we are uh, pretty good on this one. Just the usuals. I think so too. So we just uh, we wanted to thank uh, the Will Rogers Memorial Commission and the Will Rogers Memorial Foundation. 
who make this uh, make this podcast possible. This episode was produced by Calvin Frank and Bart Taylor. Episodes was written and edited by Jacob Crumwitty and Bart Taylor. Special thanks goes out to the Move Trio for their music uh, that they've provided for both the um, the intro and uh, all the everything else. And uh, the sources that we used was the uh, Papers of Will Rogers, Volume 2, um, Ben Yagoda's Will Rogers Biography, and Betty Rogers' Will Rogers Biography. Three so, great books available. In the gift shop. Oh, speaking of the gift shop, real quick. Guys, I'm going to let you know we have a little sale going on. Trying to get rid of some uh, good books for a good price. So stop on in. Check out the books that we use for our podcasts Absolutely. on a regular basis as well as our sale. So We'll probably be doing you know, quite a bit of... Uh, New sales in the uh, in the coming weeks, so um, swing on by the museum and uh, see what we got. Well, anyway, guys, this was a fun one. It was a great one. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.